Okay, I'm going to come back to numbers with you. And um, again, we're going to relate this to where we are as, as, as Christians. But we're going through the book of Numbers here on Wednesday night. And uh, the title is Call to a Royal Priesthood. We have all been called, right? I hope, this, I hope this is sinking in here as I've been doing this with you these last weeks. We are called to be a royal priesthood, to royalty. So Numbers chapter 3, verse 5. Three. Stand with me. Stand with me for the reading of the word. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Bring the tribe of Levi near and present them before Aaron the priest that they may serve him and they shall attend to his needs and the needs of the whole congregation before the tabernacle of meeting. To do the work of the tabernacle also they shall attend to all the furnishings of the tabernacle of meeting and to the needs of the children of Israel to do the work of the tabernacle. So there is again, that's the Levites, right? The Jewish Levites say, what the heck does that have to do with us? And uh, again, when we understand and we come to Scripture, we have been called to be a royal priesthood. Great, you can be seated. We have been called to be a royal priesthood. So uh, I'm going to read to you a couple of passages again, First Peter chapter 2, 9 through 10. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. Okay, that is, that is a basilia, <laughs> a basilia of priests, his own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, who once were not a people but are now a people of God, who has not obtained mercy but now have obtained mercy. We are a royal priesthood. In Revelation chapter 1, 5 through 6, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, the ruler over all the kings of the earth, to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and has made us Kings and priests, that is Basilia Hea, a kingdom of priests. We, we are kings and priests to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. So again, that is one aspect of our identity. I say this, the two great revelations that we receive in the word of God. Okay, The great revelation is who God is. The second great revelation is who we are. And essentially, who we are in Christ. And there, there are many different dimensions. Right? We're, we're, we're ambassadors. We're children. We're sons. We're daughters. Right? We, we're kings and we're priests. We're the light of the world. We're the salt of the earth. We're the redeemed. But we are kings and we are priests. That is our identity. And again, so many people in the churches who don't know who they are in Christ. And again, we wonder why they act out the way they do or behave the way they do or do things that are totally contrary to what the Word of God says a Christian should be like. But then when you look at that, they basically are having an identity crisis. They don't really know who they are. So as we've been going through this, this lesson, our identity in Christ, and we see, again, we are a kingdom of priests. We are all priests. And we've, we've talked about a number of things over the last weeks. That requires great responsibility, right? I mean, you've been given, when you've been given something great, whatever that may be, you have to basically be very responsible with it. You're called to teach children in Karlstadt, right? Colwell. Kearney. I knew it was like, I knew it was something that started with a C. No, I know it's Kearney starts with a K. But that's a great responsibility, right? 
Every year you get a group of kids that you are basically have to oversee and take responsibility, right, for their lives and their development. Not just teaching them how to reading or to read, write, and do arithmetic, but really teaching them and forming them and cultivating them as human beings. So that, again, being a kingdom of priests, being priests, we have a great responsibility. We are called to be servants, right? That's another aspect. And then we are not our own, right? God owns us. He bought us. It's no longer our agenda. It's his agenda. Uh, We looked at how we are known. He knows us. And he knows us in an intimate way. And we have the opportunity to know him. And then we looked at that we have been given a great charge, right? A charge of responsibility again. And then tonight I want to look at that we are called to sacrifice. So if you, if you think of the, the Levitical priests, they were essentially offering up sacrifices in the tabernacle or in the temple, right, every day. In fact, I'll tell you, when you really look at what the Levitical priesthood involved, well, they were butchers. And I don't say that in a, in a derogatory way. In the days of Jesus during Passover week, there were as many as 250,000 lambs that were slaughtered. Now, they they slaughtered the lambs, they offered them up, they also ate them. The entire Levitical community was, I don't know how they ate 250,000, they probably were giving them away to other people. But um, they they were essentially butchers, but they would... Offer the animals on the brazen altar. And that, that again, that, that could be goats, that could be bulls, that could be lambs, or turtle doves for that matter. So, the, I mean, the entire Levitical priesthood was about making offerings. So, you go to Leviticus, we were there a couple of months ago. The burnt offering, the meal offering, the peace offering, the sin offering, the trespass offering. And as we looked at, right, who fulfilled all five of those offerings? Yeah, Jesus! He is, he is our sin offering. He's our peace offering. He's our trespass offering, right? He's our meal offering and our burnt offering. He fulfilled the law. We're not, we're not having to go anywhere and kill an animal, right? And sacrifice it and put it on an altar. He, he paid the price once and for all. So we, as priests, New Testament priests, okay, we have a responsibility here, and that is to offer up spiritual sacrifices, Okay, in 1 Peter chapter 2, 4, and 5. Key verse. Coming to him as to living stone, uh, as a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious, you also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. So there is our, there is our great responsibility to offer up spiritual sacrifices. So, first I want you to notice the word sacrifice. Okay? When you make a sacrifice, what does it cost you? Something. Right? No, no matter what it is. Yeah. You, when, when you make a sacrifice, there's, there's always a cost. There's a, there's a verse in 2 Samuel 24, 24, but the king replied to Arana, um, no, I insist on paying you for it. I will not sacrifice to the Lord my God burnt offerings that cost me nothing. When you, when you sacrifice, there's going to be a cost. I'm going to go through a number of New Testament sacrifices right now that are going to cost you something, right? It costs Jesus, the ultimate sacrifice, the sacrifice of all sacrifices, right? It costs Jesus his life. He laid down his, his life and, uh, I mean, 
basically for those, you know, six hours, and, and for three of them, he was separated from the Father when he cried out, Eli, uh, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? So as New Testament priests, we sacrifice. Now, when we offer up these sacrifices, and I'm going to go through with you, we need to do it with the right spirit. So it, it tells us in Psalm 51, 19, then you will be pleased with sacrifices offered in the right spirit. Right? With burnt offerings and whole burnt offerings, then bulls will again be sacrificed on your altar. And it's talking about here, again, the Old Testament sacrifice, but they had to be offered with the right spirit. Whether it was a guilt offering, a peace offering, a sin offering, our offerings to God, our sacrifices have to be done with the right spirit. If we're not doing them with the right spirit, they don't please God. I think that's, that's key. So, you know, the idea of, of offering up these sacrifices, we're not to be doing it grudgingly. So I'm going to go through again, show you how you could be offering up sacrifices to the Lord all day long because you're a priest. But if you're doing it, oh, look what I, I, I have to do. I have to worship tonight. Or I have to pray. Then it's, it's not pleasing to the Lord. Or if you're doing out of guilt, Right, that, that I, I have to do this, or you know, I'm, I'm feeling you know, guilt or shame, or if you're doing it with a hard heart, or maybe you're doing it out of greed, thinking, well, if I do this, God is going to bless me, and there's a truth, he will. But that's not, that's not the right spirit to be offering up sacrifice. What is, what is the right spirit to be offering up sacrifices to the Lord with? Love. Love. <laughs> That's, you know, just here, here's, this is a, one of my, uh, my signature verses, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 14 and 15. For the love of Christ compels us. That's it. What we're doing, what we're doing here tonight, what you're doing right now, what I'm doing right now, should be done out of our love for Christ. That love compels us, it motivates us, because we judge that if one died for all, then all died, right? He paid the price. And he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. So the, the, right, the right spirit is agape. The right spirit is, is that we do it out of love. So another key thing that I want to add to this before I get into the specific you know, sacrifices is become conscious of your sacrifice. And become conscious of your sacrifices because the, the idea of being conscious is to be deliberate, to be intentional, to be aware of what you're doing, why you're doing it, and who you're doing it for. Because if you look at much of church life, much of the Christian life, is just going through the motions. And folks, when, when I got saved... I started going out and I started, I got called by God to preach. And, you know, I had been raised in the Roman Catholic Church, which I left when I was 14 years old. But one thing that turned me off from the Roman Catholic Church is some people going through the motions. Sit, stand, kneel. You know, they, they'd say the Nicene Creed. Most of them didn't even know what it meant. They pray the Our Father. They, you know, just no heart. And, and I don't want to judge all Catholics, you know, and I'm, gonna, I'm not here to judge all Catholics with that. But... My own family, you know, they, they were just, again, it was just all routine, it was all religion, right? It was all ritual, but there was no heart in it. 
right? They, they, they weren't doing it out of, out of love for God. They didn't have a relationship with God. It was just something, again, we call it folk religion. So I go out and I start preaching in churches like ours, charismatic Pentecostal churches, and I'm seeing people doing the same thing. That, you know, you just get caught up in this routine. You, you come walking, you don't even know why you came walking in here tonight, right? You, you're, 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 sit, you know, you're sitting down, you're standing, you're lifting your hands, you're clapping your hands, we're just going through the motions. But the heart's not in it. Again, so being conscious of your sacrifice, being consciously aware, why are we here tonight? Why are you studying the word right now? Why did you just finish praising God? Those, by the way, are all sacrifices. So that's, that, that's key, to have a conscious awareness of why we're doing this, why I'm doing what I'm doing right now. So let's look at some of the sacrifices. The first is praise. What we just, what we just did, Hebrews chapter 13, 15, therefore by him let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. When we praise God, it is, it is like a sweet aroma. It is like, a, a, you're going to see this with prayer, it's like a sweet incense that rises up to God and pleases Him when we, when we are praising. When we, when we raise our hands and we clap our hands and we move our lips, right? You know, again, if the heart's not in it, and the awareness isn't there as to why we're doing it, it just becomes meaningless. It just becomes meaningless motion. Meaningless, I, I say, they're Christian gymnastics, and every church has their own. But it just becomes meaningless, no heart. But when we put our heart into it, and we're really, I mean, you look at those words that, that, we, that you know, the worship team just had up there, the two Christmas hymns. And you're really, you're really meditating, you're thinking about what you're saying and the praise that's being lifted up to God. That's something that pleases God and that is a sacrifice that we offer to Him. Every morning I come to the Lord and I love coming to the Lord in the morning. I'm excited coming to the Lord every morning and I've been doing this now for over 40 years. And I, I mean, I get juiced waking up and coming to the Lord in the morning. And I read Psalms, usually at least one Psalm, and meditate on it. Psalms has taught me how to praise God. And then I will uh, write out my own Psalm to God. So you, you, you heard me share on Sunday that poem that I had written a number of years ago uh, about the birth of Christ. That's something that grew out of you know, my time of, of praise and just writing. I, I write out my own songs to God. And some of them are gems. I think that was a gem. Some of them are not. <laughs> Most of them I've never shared with any except for him. And it's just praising him, right? On, you know, on this morn, praises I sing to God my Lord, my only king. And I just will wax eloquently just writing out a psalm. But that, that again, that is a sacrifice. That is a sacrifice unto the Lord. Here's another one. Thanksgiving. So in, in Psalm 116, verse 17, I will offer to you the sacrifice of thanksgiving and I will call upon the name of the Lord. That's again something I read, I read out a prayer every morning of thanksgiving. I thank the Lord for his spiritual blessings, right? Just 
Thank you, Lord, for your blood. Thank you, Lord, for your son. Thank you, Lord, for giving me your Holy Spirit. Thank you for giving me your word. I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for your forgiveness. I thank you for your long-suffering. And I thank the Lord for my family. And I thank the Lord for the people in my life. I thank the Lord for, for answered prayers. We've seen a lot of healings of late. And that's a beautiful thing, always thanking the Lord. Never want to be ungracious and giving the Lord thanks for that. And I thank the Lord for material blessings. I thank the Lord for you. And, and just, again, just Thanksgiving. Look at uh, Psalm 50. Uh, by the way, I was meditating on Psalm 50 a few days ago, and I came up on, you know, across this. Make thankfulness your sacrifice to God, and keep the vows you made to the Most High. But give thanks uh, is a sacrifice that truly honors me. If you keep to my path, I will reveal to you the salvation of God. So just, I mean, you can see there, God, God is rejoicing in the psalmist's thanksgiving. And he rejoices in that. And again, thanksgiving is a sacrifice. Difference between praise and thanksgiving. We praise God for who he is. Okay, we thank God for what he's done. So we praise God, we praise God for, for being the almighty, for being our creator, for being our sustainer, for being our Lord, for being our savior. For being our healer, Jehovah, Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that healeth. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord that provides. And then we, we, we praise him, okay, for, for who he is. And we thank him for what he's done. For dying for us on the cross. For being raised from the dead. For giving us the Holy Spirit. For any of the things and all the things that he's doing in our lives continuously, day by day, moment by moment. Number three, the sacrifice of our bodies. So Romans chapter 12, 1 I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. How do we offer our bodies to God? Well, you're doing it right now. And I'm doing it right now. You know what you did? You, you got off your couch tonight on a cold night when most people don't want to come out, and I can guarantee there are going to be people watching this right now who didn't want to come out tonight because it's cold, and you made a sacrifice. Hey, wasn't it cold when you kind of went out and you got in your car? And unless you have one of those fancy uh, starters, you know, that heat up your car and you come, right, it was, it was cold. I don't have that. So getting in the car tonight, it was, it, it was cold. And you made a sacrifice of coming here and giving up a portion of your evening to worship the Lord. And right now, right, you're, you've offered your body to the Lord. You're offering your eyes to the Lord. You're offering your ears to the Lord. Just a few moments ago, you were offering your mouth to the Lord. You're offering your hands to the Lord as you clap them and as you lift them up to Him. Right? All these things. This is all the offering of our body. You'll, maybe when we pray, you'll come up and you'll kneel and you'll offer your, kneels to the, your knees to the Lord. So that is all, again, that is all the picture we, we offer our bodies. And this doesn't have to be something you only do now. You're doing it throughout the day. You offer your body to Lord. Here's another, the sacrifice of our life. So in, in Romans 12.1, notice a living sacrifice. And so we lay down our lives. I want to show you, I want to show you something. When I got saved, 
There was one prayer that I prayed. I, I used to cry out to God with this. For I, I still pray this. But I'll tell you, as I was thinking this, I prayed it with so much more passion because I didn't have a ministry. I wasn't pastoring a church. Right? I, 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 wasn't, I wasn't preaching the word as I, as I do regularly and teaching the word regularly. So I, I was just crying out this prayer to God, make my life count for you. Just cry, I, I would, every day I would just cry. I said, Lord, whatever. I mean, it became my, my passionate prayer more, more than anything else. Lord, make my life count for you. I, I don't want to just waste my life. I want to make it count for eternal things, for, for the future, for eternity, for your kingdom, for your glory. That, that, that is the sacrifice of our life. We, we give ourselves to God to be used by him like a, like a, a tool in his hand, like the, like the staff in, in, in Moses' hand. We place ourselves in the hand of God and we say to God, God, take my life and use it. And, and use it any way you want, any way you wish, and use it for your glory. The next is the sacrifice of good works and giving. So Hebrews chapter 13, 16, but do not forget to do good and to share for with such sacrifices God is well pleased. So the, the, the sacrifice of, of good works, and right now, folks, as you sit here, right, you have people who were basically, right, doing good works. You, Kim uh, on the piano, right? Lenny, uh, Tito, our, our, our worship singers. Um, Mike and um, Raphael, all the, uh, Joe, all the people behind the scenes now. Right now, you, you have sound, right? You have lighting, right? Um, Marisol in the, in the nursery, the, the people who are working with our kids right now in, you know, in uh, Super, Super Church. All these different things that are going on. Security people, right? Ushers. And all the different things that, that are going on. They, they are basically, that is a sacrifice. I want to I say this to you, that Marisol, you bless us so much. And I, just, we, we just, I know, look, there's a lot of you doing things here. It's not to overlook anybody. But Marisol, you bless. I see you. She's in the nursery. She's she's up in the in the in the sound room. She's run. You know, she's running all all around. It's a nursery tough ministry. Olive, and Olive Olive is in nursery right now. But you see Olive in in the kitchen every service, coffee, cake, right? Ser serving everybody. You have you have coffee and cake on Sunday morning. You have coffee and cake on Wednesday. The other day she had pizza, and just the, just this wonderful and never complain. Right? They never complain. They just they do it, they do it so so gracefully, so lovely. But that again, that is a sacrifice. That is that is the sacrifice of, of good works. And then it says to do good and to share. So when you are giving, and it could be giving, it could be giving your tithes and offerings here. It, it could be giving to, you know, any time you're, you're giving to help someone. This time of the year, a lot of us, right, we're reaching out to help other people. And again, that is a sacrifice unto the Lord. You know, when, when, when COVID hit, we didn't take collections here, right, for, was it two and a half years, two years? And um, amazingly, right, our, our giving went up. Our churches were getting killed. And our giving went up. We didn't have, never asked for money or anything. 
And the one thing that did bother me, and I shared this with the congregation, I like putting my check in the basket. I do it twice a month, unless there's a, a special offering or something. I, I like putting my check in the basket. Because I work all week and basically spend my time, and that's my life. My life is time. I use my gifts, I use my efforts, and I am paid. And what I do is when I give my tithe, I am putting a portion of my life. And I'm saying to God, when that basket comes around, Lord, my life is yours. You know, here's, here, here's my tithe. This is, this is a percentage, right, that you've asked for, but my life is yours. And that, that is, that, again, that is, and again, you could do that, you could do that totally unconsciously. Right, it just becomes another, right, it's just another ritual that we do, right, we're not a ritualistic church, we always you know, teach people a relationship, no, you get caught up, folks, look at where you're sitting tonight, how many of your heinies are just embedded in those chairs because you sit in the same chair for every service, think about it, move, go somewhere else, go sit, go, go sit in another part of the church, I don't know if you notice, I move around, move around, sit with some different people, get to know different people. But we're not, we're not, I remember John Maxwell, who I had, I had worked with, done some coaching with years ago, John helped us, man, he helped us to basically pay for this building. And um, John went to Charles Stanley's church, and um, the people have their own pews that apparently, like in the old traditional Baptist church, you pay for and when he sat down in this one woman and her family's pew, she came over and made him get up and said, that's my pew. But that's just, I mean, you talk about, you talk about craziness. But again, when we give, right, we're giving to the Lord. And we're giving to the one who gave us his all. And when we give, it's, look, I don't care if it's a if it's dollar, ten dollars, a thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars. You're giving your life to him. And that is a, a, a sacrifice. Okay, next, the sacrifice of prayer. Psalm 141, verse, 12, uh, verse 2, Let my prayer be set before you as incense, the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. And what that's, that's basically a, a reference to is the priest, right, in the holy place in front of the altar of incense, he would be offering up, right, this sacrifice and the incense would be going up and again, be something that would be pleasing to the very nostrils of God. Your prayers are, are pleasing to God. It, it, it tells us in Revelation 5.8, each one had a harp and they were holding golden bowls full of incense which are the prayers of the saints. Your, your prayers are going up and they're being gathered in bowls. And they're being presented at the throne of the Lord. The next sacrifice, ministering to others. In Romans chapter 15, 15 through 16. But on some points I have written to you very boldly by way of reminder because of the grace given to me by God to be a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles in the priestly service of the gospel of God, so that the offering of the Gentiles may be acceptable, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. So the, the picture here is, I am ministering to you right now. 
And I am ministering and, again, offering you as a sacrifice to the Lord with what I'm teaching you. So when we minister to people, ministering to Gentiles or Jews, again, the concept is here. That is a sacrifice. You're sharing the gospel with somebody. You're sharing an encouraging word with somebody. You're calling up somebody who's hurting. And you're just saying to them, hey, I'm praying for you. I care for you. That, 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 is, that is ministry. That is the ministry of sacrifice. That again is something that is, that is highly pleasing to God. Next one, the sacrifice of obedience. 1 Samuel chapter 15 verse 22. But Samuel replied, does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as in obeying the Lord? To obey, right? We all know this verse. To obey is better than sacrifice and to heed is better than the fat of rams. So when, when, when you obey God, again, just being obedient to God and being here tonight is a sacrifice to the Lord. In, the, in those times where, you know what, you're at the crossroads and you say, Lord, not my will, but yours be done. That is a sacrifice unto the Lord. But just the, the things that you are, are doing on a daily basis in obedience to God, that is all, that is a sacrifice to the Lord. One more. The sacrifice of our spirit. So in Psalm 51, verse 17, my sacrifice, O God, is a broken spirit and a broken and contrite heart. God, you will not despise. And that is the, the sacrifice of our spirit. What does that mean, right? My sacrifice, a broken spirit, our humility, our, our dependence, right, upon the Lord. You know, just, again, coming to the Lord on a daily basis, I confess to him. And if I don't have a lot to confess, and some days I do, there may be some things that I have thought, some things that I have said, some words that have come out of my mouth that were not right, they were not edifying. So I, I, I take a close look at my life and um, I'll confess my sins to the Lord. But I bring myself to a place of dependence. He is the only one who can forgive me. He is the only one who could deliver me from those sins. He's the only one who could change me. He, he's the only one that can really purify my heart and give me a, a, a truly holy heart. So being broken, being contrite, is being humble and being dependent on the Lord, yielding to Him and coming to Him with that, with that again, that humble, that humble spirit. And that is, that is again, what, 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 God, what God desires. So, again, I cover nine sacrifices. There's probably many more, right? Sacrifices. And it's funny, I, I've shared this with the church. I think I'm, I go back a few years and it was four. And then it was six. And as I've studied, now, it, you know, now it's nine. But that's what, this is what we are. We are, again, as, as it says in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 4 and 5, a holy priesthood. To offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. And when we are doing that, and we're doing it again from our hearts, we're doing it with the right spirit. It is pleasing to God. Look at Hebrews 13, 16. But do not forget to do good and to share, for with such sacrifices God is well pleased. You're attentive tonight. You're focused, you're using your eyes, you're using your ears, you're using your mind, you're using your body, you're worshiping God, 
It's pleasing to the Lord. It's, 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 it's pleasing. Er estio. The word is entirely pleasing, completely pleasing to God. You know, completely pleasing. You want to please God? Offer yourself to him. And there's no offering that is insignificant. There's no offering that's too small. I want to show you, I want to show you this. See this? My grandson, Giancarlo, who's six years old, right, he writes, my wife and I, love letters. And we save them. In fact, if you come into my house, you'll see them. They're stuck on the lamp. I've got them on books. And uh, this is the most recent one. This was yesterday. And he says, I love you, Pa. And I think that's supposed to be him and me. I, I, I don't know what 145 is. It might have been the time or something. I don't know. It's maybe a secret code that God is. But let me just. So when I get those, they warm my heart. They make, they make me feel good. They make me feel loved. They make me feel appreciated. And that's just a little note from a six-year-old boy. So when we praise God and we give thanks to him and we obey him, right? all, all these different things that we've looked at tonight, we offer our body, we, we offer our mind, we offer our prayers, we offer our spirit up to him. It warms his heart. It's pleasing to him. This is what our identity is as New Testament priests. Amen. I hope you receive. I hope that this word just stays in your heart. And I hope as you go through the day, you just, again, you identify with being a royal priest. Offering up spiritual sacrifices throughout the day. Amen. Stand with me. I'm going to ask the worship team to come up. Get a chance right now to offer up your sacrifice of praise to the King of Kings. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God, for your word. Lord, in, in a world where so many, I think, are just searching, they don't know who they are. They don't know where they come from. They don't know where they're going. Lord God, they don't have a, a deep purpose and meaning for life. Lord, your word has revealed those things to us. Not just one piece to the puzzle. Lord, you've given us the entire puzzle. And Father God, a major piece is that we are priests who have been given this great Lord God calling, chosen to offer up spiritual sacrifices to you that are pleasing to you. And Father God, I pray, Lord God, that we would, Lord, just take this charge, that we would live it, and that we would bless you and be blessed by it. In Jesus' name, amen.